Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Matthew Chute. I'm the Climate Buddha. <clears throat> Today we're going to be talking about an article that The Guardian published, reputable resource of funding from NASA. They uh, did a research paper to determine whether or not industrial civilization could collapse. Could industrial civilization collapse as a result of climate change? How quick, how quickly could it collapse? The exact date wasn't the nature of the paper. The issue is that there is a science to understanding civilization's collapse. These scientists look at the historic record of civilizations that come and go and every civilization that has come has gone. There is a cycle that is repeatable, it's identifiable. The factors that cause civilization to collapse have scientific consistency. So when a, someone educated in this field, sociological, geographic study, someone's educated in that field says, wow, we have a lot of indicators for industrial civilization to collapse. That's a great concern because the science from history is pretty good. And although things are not like they were generations ago when various civilizations from the Roman Empire to the Aztecs, from the Chinese emperors, the India. It's nothing, nothing totally new when it comes to societals running their course. But one of the factors that causes societal collapse is resources. Resources get rare. Not enough resources to keep the society functioning. Society's a heat engine. Tim Garrett's work Society's a heat engine. It's just a tremendous machine making heat and turning that into activities and machines. We're creating heat from electricity that is either generated with coal or... So the collapse of society is a great concern for the climate change movement because there's something called the aerosol masking effect that's completely dependent upon industrial civilization staying intact. So when I say intact, I mean burning coal, burning oil, driving your SUVs, parking your super tankers, nothing massively changing until we figure out a way to replace the aerosols from the coal in the atmosphere and aerosols in the atmosphere from other forms of pollution until we figure out a way to replace that with something else so that we can control radiation coming in and out of our atmosphere, then we have to keep civilization going along its merry way, producing the aerosols that it currently produces, then dumping the CO2 that it currently produces, dumping the methane that it currently produces, keeping that state of affairs going long enough to be able to deindustrialize with sanity, with control, with understanding the consequences, because it turns out 
if we have an unintended civilization collapse, if there's a war, if there is a shortage, if there is... So if something triggers it and we are no longer producing the aerosols of a fully functioning industrial society, then we are going to experience rapid warming. The worldwide increase from rapid warming, the estimates of how many degrees the aerosol masking effect is responsible for, range from some small numbers
estimates range to five degrees from the falling out of all the pollutants and aerosols out of the atmosphere. 0.5 degrees up to five degrees, that's a big range. There's no doubt that the science concerning whether or not the planet will rapidly increase in heat as a result of the aerosols dropping out of the atmosphere. The science of that very issue has been known for quite some time, even in the popular media. There was uh, episodes in BBC and the Nova episode discussing global dimming. These these issues in relation to the climate have been part of the, the uh, scientific digest for a while. I want to also say that, you know, if the 0.5 degrees uh, worldwide temperature is overestimated and it's actually just 0.25 degrees of global uh, uh, average global temperature increase as a result of aerosol masking if it's just even half of the lower estimates if that if that's what it is it, 0.25 degrees immediately increases the likelihood of disastrous weather everywhere complete changes in growth cycles, months off of normal as a result of 0.25 degrees. One of the key components of the, of the climate change activists' uh, message is that the, the, the very small amount of worldwide temperature increase is a big deal. And the historic record shows that the temperatures that you're seeing right now right now on earth are the highest they've ever been for humans. So we know we've destabilized the system tremendously. We know that even slighter disturbances cause the ice ages. That it just only takes a, just a small percentage of one degree over industrial baseline. Over time. There's a popular motivational system that talks about small incremental changes and that those small incremental changes lead to eventual great things. I, I'm an experienced Tai Chi and Qigong instructor, high repetition practitioner and a professional athlete. I've spent most of my lives uh, d devoting my, my mind and body to the relationship of the mind and body during athletic competition. So, this history of, of trying to improve in sports is an example of the small incremental change model in place. Is that I would tweak my golf swing and suddenly I'd place two strokes better. I would make a different change in my mind state. It might take me a month to develop that new mind state and get good with it. And that change would result in a lower score. These trial and error and incremental changes turn into Tiger Woods at some point. Uh, at some point, you know, you absolutely get as good as you possibly can be. It's a scientific method for improvement. So the climate situation in relation to this is that there are some theories that say if we could have just made a 1% change in carbon emissions, say, 50 years ago, we'd be fine right now. Statements like that 
are absolutely true in that making substantive changes long enough ago, small, excuse me, not substantive, but small substantive changes eons ago would have accumulated by now. So, so there's, I, I have hashtag instant radical change. The reason why I have hashtag instant radical change is that we've run out of, we've run out of time. There is, there is simply nobody looking at these numbers and saying anything's going to be walking around for long, four or five degrees over worldwide average or over the industrial baseline. This, 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 no one's talking about that. Who, who has any sanity is, is looking at these numbers and going, this is going to be, this is going to be okay. Actually, that's a lie. There are some papers that show that these numbers are survivable, but I have no idea what math they're using. The amount of heat that's floating around in the atmosphere when the climate is stable, the, just the, the blanket that the uh, CO2 is. CO2 is like a, uh, a loose cotton blanket. And as you add more CO2, the blanket gets thicker. And it, the light can still go through it, but it doesn't get out and it turns into a greenhouse. So this, this blanket around us right now is generating a, a, a certain number of joules of heat. It's a big number. I'm, if we were discussing it down to the exact scientific numbers. So let's just say it's a zillion. So there's a zillion tons. I mean, excuse me, a zillion joules of energy just floating around in our atmosphere based on the CO2 blanket. So, so we thicken the blanket with industrial activity starting around 1800, 1850, burning of coal, burning of fossil fuels and mass. The blanket gets thicker, gets thicker, gets thicker. So we were walking around with a zillion joules in the, uh, in the entire atmosphere of heat, trapped from just walking around normal functioning climate. So what we've done since the industrial base baseline is taken that number of a zillion and multiplied it by, by, by a billion. It's incredible the amount of heat that's now in the atmosphere versus what was. The numbers are so unbelievably huge in amounts of energy. So when I say to you that we're going to increase the worldwide average temperature one degree, one degree Celsius, which is about two degrees Fahrenheit. Just one, there is so, so much heat energy, so much. Just a tremendous amount of heat energy. That heat energy that you've added to the system has to be dissipated. And one of the ways that we dissipate heat energy in the atmosphere is through the oceans. The other ways we dissipate heat energy through the atmosphere is through storms. Another way we dissipate heat energy through the atmosphere is through wind. One of the ways we dissipate heat energy out of the atmosphere is by letting it sift through the blanket back out into space. As you can see, as the blanket gets thicker and thicker, there's not going to be a lot of CO2 getting back out to space that's going to that's fix this. So this is the physics problem, this is the math problem. This is the math 
of climate change. The math of climate change is a great, great and wonderful subject for mathematicians to discuss, but the consequences of all this is that we don't have much time. That we don't have, you know, eons to make small incremental changes. We miss that boat. We miss the boat to take small incremental changes. We miss the opportunity to make a 1%, 2%, little tiny little incremental change and let that, let that little change just resonate. We've lost that now. Hashtag instant radical change. It's the idea that not only do we have to change, but we will be changing whether we like it or not. These changes to the atmosphere, the changes to weather patterns, are going to change everything, whether you like it or not. Whether you think that you, whether the weather be fair or whether the weather be not, whatever the weather, you're going to weather the weather, whether you like it or not. The truth is, is that there's just nothing you're going to be able to do about it. So the question is, are you going to be prepared? Are you going to be prepared? Are you going to get a, is, is every society on the planet right now who's listening to the climate Buddha, every society internationally right now, if every single society in, in, in Bhutan, in China, Mongolia, Russia, Europe, South America, North America, Australia, if the whole world comes to universal alignment and realizes we are in deep, 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 urgent, then you're going to say to me, oh, if everybody's in complete agreement with them, what would be the smartest thing we need to do is we need to change instantly. Hashtag instant radical change is the basis that we have time that we're going to, we're going to change. We're going to figure out what we're going to do and we're going to use industrial society effectively to wind down and be able to, to deal with the changes that are coming in preparation. So everybody's going to be taken care of. We're going to end all of men's trivial games that result in nothing but destruction and turn everything towards the benefit of others in a system that helps people to the maximum extent possible. We're going to work on two problems, two big problems. One is climate change and all the peoples associated with that. The other is what to do with active nuclear reactors. There are many of them in the way of sea level rise, which is locked in. It's, it's totally going to happen. There's nothing that's going to stop sea level rise. It's going to just go at its pace. If, and, if, and if it takes 20 years, that's a long time for a nuclear power plant. That's a long time to shut one of those things down and protect it, get the stuff out of there so it's not poisoning the environment. We have resources left. Our industrial society is using up resources at a level that is unbelievable. The math is just horrific. These resources have to be used to solve these problems, not to create more of them. We have an infrastructure right now, a communicative infrastructure that functions at a level of efficiency that was never dreamed of. We need to use that to run the place. We have computers that have functions and abilities and software applications that dwarf the little tiny legislatures, the little tiny militaries, the little tiny churches, the little tiny industrial complexes of all types. All of these are dwarfed by the power of our computing systems today. 
These systems are antiquated, leftover relics from the past, and we can do better. Hashtag Chi says that we can do better. That we had, there's a way through unity. There's a way to get the solutions done that need to be done. We don't need to dally along. So that there's no, so that there's no resistance to the change. So that there's no one who says, wait a minute, I'm going to resist this change to the nth degree, which we're seeing in our legislatures every day, that this entire tactic of stopping the functions of government has become uh, some sort of flag of greatness for a particular type of political person. It's because of that exact problem with representative government. We have to move away from representative government. We have to move to a distributed hashtag, distributed power system, where every decision, every policy is no longer chosen by one person, two people, a committee somewhere. The decisions of what governs are us, will be us. So there will be no arguments. What I'm talking about is a technocratic, non-representational, direct democratic system of policy control. Yes, we do not need to have people with no idea voting on things that they don't understand. I'm not talking about that. But a simple example of how this system would work is that the judiciary system will no longer be functioning through the voters picking out a name on a, ball, a ballot. What, what qualifications are necessary to be a good judge? Does anybody know what that is? Do you know who does know that, though? Lawyers. So lawyers should be voting on who judges are. If you're a lawyer, that's your job. Part of your job as a responsibility is to vote and handle the judiciary and being responsible as a huge distributive power grid of information and policy. That's just a simple example. This can happen on a, on a Facebook page like Interface, Wikipedia systems, the ability to bring information in and have the, the, the money in place to do this is cheap. This will be a less expensive government than any government ever. It'll do more and everybody will be on board with the decisions from which it creates. Because when we have to make the difficult decisions, folks, and climate change is going to give us some difficult decisions. Oh. oh, resource allocation. How much food is there? How many people are there is a legitimate concern today. Imagine another two years of drought, what that question's going to be like. The decisions that are going to be made have to be agreed upon by all of us. This distributed power, instant radical change, recognizes the fact that we have run out of time and that it's time to do something right. I've got what I think is the best system to do that. My name is Matthew Chu. Chu Chi. I'm on Patreon and all these other things. Thanks, guys. When I wake up in the morning, love And the sunlight hurts my eyes 
There's something without warning, love Bears heavy on my mind Then I look at you And the world's alright with me Just one look at you And I know it's gonna be A lovely day When the day that lies ahead of me Seems impossible to face Why there's someone else instead of me Always seems to know the way Then I look at you And the world's alright with me Just one look at you and I know it's gonna be a lovely day. When the day that lies ahead of me Seems impossible to face Why there's someone else instead of me Always seems to know the way Then I look at you And the world's alright with me just one look at you And I know it's gonna be A lovely day